This is episode number 247 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Mark Smith, founder of innerfight.com, and I'm joined by our last coach to get interviewed today, Phil Hesketh, one of our oldest members of staff, but we've saved, hopefully, the best to last as we dive back into Phil's upbringing, his private life, what motivates him, and all things in between. Massive shout out, as always, to our show sponsors, Kareem. Remember, download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use promo code INNERFIGHT for up to 100 euros off your first ride with them. And if you're coming to the gym, use the promo code INNER. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code FIGHT for 10% off your rides with those guys. No matter where you're in the world, thanks for tuning in. Let's jump right in. Here it is then. No pressure at all. Every coach who's sat in this chair has been reduced to tears, shedding light on their former life. Phil Hesketh, welcome to, should actually call it This Is Your Life. Yeah, sweet. Are you nervous, mate? More nervous than the usual ones, yeah. I only got the show notes for like <laughs> 30, seconds. 30 seconds before it started. That's all right. That <laughs> means you can be a little bit more spontaneous. More spontaneous, yeah, I guess. Have you listened? Who was first? Did you listen to Jonesy's podcast? I, I haven't listened to him yet. Any of them? I keep meaning, and oh, I started Jonesy. Right. I started Jonesy's, it was oh. on, and then I was making some food, so Not it was just in the background the whole time, but just... I listened to Carmen's, it's apparently good, and I want yeah. to I'll listen to Mia's. Right, Andre's is good. Ben's good. So yeah. many good ones out there. If you want to check out what we're talking about, go back through the podcast, the ones that we've done. Number 238 with Ben. Matt Jones was 221, 20-odd episodes ago. Carmen's is quite funny, 239. Andre, 242. Mia, 244. Phil, number 247. Of course... He even got Andre before me. Got on, Mate, we needed to get him. Come he on. got here. He didn't have a suntan. He, <laughs> we needed to get him some good PR. All he was getting was bad PR. And then he decided that his marketing strategy was to be the widest coach and the skinniest coach and he's just winning. he just walks around the mall handing out business cards business cards <laughs> he knows a little bit about business development but mate this show's not about them it's all about you it's about your upbringing it's about what motivates you and let people a little bit into your life so let's start it off whereabouts are you actually from and <laughs> yeah well let's start with that because that's quite a complex one well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from well, from from the UK. Yeah, um, I grew up in like a really small sort of village in uh, Lancashire called uh, Barraford, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, mum, dad, and a younger sister. Right. Uh, what was it like? Because Barraford's quite a small place. Yeah. What was life like when 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 you were growing up, mate? Like, what were your early years like when you sort of first start? Rem- like your memories cast back, I guess, around three or four years yeah. old. What was it like in that small town? I- I don't know, I guess, guess it's like what, what everyone kind of says, but it's just pretty, just normal, I guess, is what you would you would describe <laughs> it as. Yeah. I, like, it was nothing too, it, it was like, it was a pretty quiet place. Right. Very sort of family orientated. Like, yeah. you know, it's spent a lot of time uh, with, with family and yeah. uh, like uh, my mum's my side and dad's side of the family. Are they both from Barrowfoot as well? Um, no, well... From my dad, my dad is, and his family. Yeah, uh, mum's from like, from Burnley, which is right, like ten minutes away. So yeah, all yeah. the family is is really it's close together. Right. Um. So yeah, a lot of that, like the the school that I was in, was so small, was um, and it was f- 
five minutes walk from my house. Right. Like, it was pretty cool when you're like, we finally got to the age where I was allowed to walk to school on my own. <laughs> and mum was very, very overprotective when, really? I, when I was young. And I guess that's why I always get called the worrier, and especially yeah. when I first moved here. And yeah, you, yeah. You would make, to worry you would a little make bit. Of it. I'm going to blame mum for that. <laughs> oh, God. She'll get upset because I blame her She'll for it. But to she this. knows. She knows. What was it like, mate? You, you jumped straight into school. What were your memories like of, of sort of your early school days? Yeah, I, 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 uh, primary school, I, I know that I, I, en- I enjoyed school. And I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed going. Um, I I think there was 10 guys and 6 girls in my class right. for the uh, 8 years that you were there. So it, right. is, it is really small. Yeah. And, you know, I was I was one of the one. I was I was loud. Right. And, you know... I was probably actually probably a bit of a troublemaker, I think, when, oh. I, fir- when, I, fir- when I first started. Yeah. I seem to remember that at, at parents' evening, I would I'd maybe get told off for, for be, like easily distracting other children, yeah. <laughs> wanting to be a center of attention a little bit. And, yeah. Um, so I guess I, I was quite loud and hyperactive maybe as well. Were you good at anything? I think I was, I was, I was smart. Right. I, and I, I, I wanted to be, and um, I was, I'm a lot better with... Uh, with numbers and, and sciences than I was yeah, English. Right. I was never... I don't remember ever being that good at English and uh, yeah. history and <laughs> things like that. But I, yeah. I was always... I, I remember wanting to compete at knowing the times tables better right. than everyone else. Because we, I think we used to do a thing where you stood up and you had to, to say a certain times table. And I, yeah. I wanted to be the one that could do... The higher, like I don't know, I was so impressed myself that I knew my thirteen times table. Oh, you got to thirteen. And we got us capped at twelve. Yeah, some of them were at eight, and I was like, ah, right, losers, losers. You're like five behind me. (laughs) You're not even. But you know, quite quite competitive, just competitive by nature. Yeah. And uh, and just I I think football. I was obsessed from being sort of four or five years old. Yeah. Obsessed and wanted to be doing P the whole time, no matter what it was. Like you. You did, um, you did all sorts of things at primary school, some fun stuff, right? Yeah. I, sports day was by far my favorite day of the year. Absolutely, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I remember this, like, one of my sort of best memories of, of being, like, doing sports day and stuff was that we had, uh, we had our houses, um, so we had, like, blue, red, green, and yellow house. Right. So you competed for your house, and I was always in blue the whole way through primary school. Right. And I won sack race every year. The, when you jump in the sack yeah you, you have just, like the big right. sort of is it like a potato <laughs> yeah, sack like or something pot- yeah, yeah, and you yeah. get in it and yeah. it's like a 20 meter sprint yeah every year I won that and I was so that was my thing I was so happy with that and that, I remember that my dad actually got me one to practice at home oh my God. coming up to sports day I just smashed my sister at it every single time <laughs> mate you, 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 you've told us outright that you were super competitive in the classroom sports day is the day of the year now where it obviously you've said it right there your dad bought you this potato sack so you could win the potato sack racing but where do you think that that sort of competitiveness came from like was it was it pushed onto you at a young Uh, age or no and it definitely not by i don't think not by my mum and dad yeah like really supportive like my mum especially like right absolutely anything that i wanted to do i she just she did yeah like I, I'm sure that, and I, you don't understand it at the time, but the, the now when I when I'm a bit older and I can kind of appreciate the time that she must have been giving up. Yeah, like to make stuff every happen single for you. night. And this was even till I was 
well into my teens right. that she would be you know driving me places and taking me to to do all these uh, sports and everything. But I think the um, one of the biggest influences is probably my uh, my dad's um, my dad's dad, my granddad, right. and uh, my grandma. I, I went I went with them quite a lot at school holidays and things like that. And my granddad would always really encourage me to to be athletic. Yeah. Like, they would never, ever let my sister just sit and watch TV. Right. Like, if we wanted to just sit and watch TV like kids do, yeah. it just, it was probably like half an hour max. Right. And then we were just out, even if it was just walking yeah. and, and, and doing doing active things. Yeah. And he really, my granddad was a, a massive influence that he, he made me quite competitive, I think. Really? Like, we would play... In what way? How does how does someone like when you're that young? How does he make you competitive? Uh, I like, don't know if he tries to purposely make me yeah, competitive yeah. or that he just would compete with me. Right. So it it's one of those things. I either become competitive and compete back, or yeah. or I don't care. Yeah. Some kids don't care and they're just like you know whatever, granddad, and yeah. they'd rather go and sit down and play on the phone. Yeah. But he like I obviously took on the challenge and yeah. you know twice a week we would go. This is whenever I could be off school, and even when I was at school, I would go to their house after school because right. you know, my parents didn't finish work till a little bit later or something. Yeah. But especially in school holidays, we'd be there quite a lot, and it would be I would go and play badminton against him twice right. a week because right. he was really active. Right. I would go play tennis with him twice a week, or right. he'd take me down the park just playing cricket, yeah. and just you know any sport or football or anything I wanted to do. Even uh, one of the best things we used to do was. Um, we used to go like picking blackberries or apples yeah. or things like that for my grandma to then bait with. Yeah. So that would that would become a, a sport or a, a challenge. Yeah. Right. It would be who could you know knock it down from the tree and and <laughs> catch it and yeah. and things like that and just everything we did was developed in a it was like in an athletic way. Yeah. So I think it was it was really cool and I I, have, I really appreciate you know the yeah, time that, that he put into that. Yeah. He's just. Being a granddad, being what doing yeah, whatever, doing but, what he wants, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably the the biggest influence in my childhood was from him. What was at that sort of young age? What was the feeling when you were successful, and opposed to the feeling where you failed? Whether whether it was achieving, you know, beating everyone at the thirteen times table, or or getting more blackberries in the basket than granddad. What were the what were the feelings on both sides of that coin, man? Yeah, I I know that. It was a. Uh, it's 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 still an ego thing then, like it yeah. like it is now. Like I, I wanted to win and I wanted to be the best. Yeah. And every single year, like we didn't have. I actually don't think we had a captain of our football team. Right. But I wanted to be it, <laughs> right. and I I went out and bought my own captain's band and just made them make me the captain <laughs> because we needed one on the team. Right. Like that's how competitive I wanted to be and how mu- we had a really bad football team for a, a few years. I, yeah. I I don't think we. We barely ever won a match, yeah. but I guarantee I was there first because it was still you weren't allowed to take your shirts home. Yeah, so yeah. it was whoever got there first got the number. Got so the I was number. always there first because I wanted number ten because I think my hero then was uh, was Michael Owen, right? And he was wearing number ten, and he was number ten for England. Right. So right. at a young age, you know, I was there, and then I had my captain's armband that was way way too big for me so my yeah. mum had to like cut it and stitch it and make it smaller so i could be a uh, captain I, I just wanted i wanted to win i wanted to score the most goals and right. it, it was that was important to me and then i know that when i lost i would always get really really upset yeah way too upset <laughs> i remember 
one game, I scored two own goals in the exact same way that oh, yeah. they kicked, <laughs> did a free kick, and I jumped to defend the free kick. Yeah, and it hit like the top of my head both times and went and went in. Right, and <laughs> like my coach came. To, I remember him coming to me afterwards and saying, "You were the only person in the whole." penalty area that actually jumped and tried to head the ball away right like trying to you know tell me but i was just you know so devastated that i you know i'd done this just in a horrible <laughs> mood the whole the whole day but uh, it, it, i know that it meant a lot to me when yeah. i was young how how do you at a young age how did you deal with like for example that that situation how did you used to deal with it and the disappointment of almost sort of you know this hugely competitive side and then not winning or, or scoring those two own goals. Like, how did you deal with the failure at a young yeah. age? I think, I think I took it in a good way. I, I remember just practicing a lot. Yeah, like I would do. You know, I, I would just spend so much time in. We had quite a small garden. Right. I'd spend so much time just in there. Yeah. This was with football. Just just practicing and, and wanting to be the the best one. And yeah. it was quite a, a, a thing. Like when you were younger, like. You could only kick with your right foot. Like right. not many people can. can yeah. And I remember my granddad telling me that you have to you have to be able to use your left foot if you want to be good. Yes. And then I would. Uh, I tried to take a penalty with my left foot. <laughs> and it was. I remember it being the worst thing I've ever done. Put it in ever the, in the neighbor's and he came garden. Up to me this was no. This is a real match. Right. I tried my left foot because my granddad told me I need to use my left foot, and right. then I would. It was the worst penalty I ever taken. Like, granddad, <laughs> you told me to use my left foot, and he's like. Not in a Not match, in a match. You've got to, you're scored a winning goal Jesus. or something. So, you know, I don't know if you, you shift the blame a little bit there, but yeah, I, I know that I would always practice and just doing however many kick-ups I could do with my left foot in, yeah. the, in the garden or whatever. Just to, and try try to, to try and overcome it. Yeah. What was the reaction of the other kids when you rocked up to football and you were the self-declared captain? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I probably didn't. I don't know if I got on with people. The people got on with me that well. Yeah. I think I've, I've always, yeah, tried to do. Uh, to me, it was really important. Yeah, and I, I thought we needed a captain. I thought I was a captain. I yeah. wanted to be a captain. So, so sweet, I'm going to buy a, a thing, and <laughs> yeah. and that was it. And if someone else, I remember that if someone else got told that they were, if we it changed, I think it changed one season. Right. While I was away on holiday or something. Right. And I was so. I remember being so mad. Yeah, and yeah. like I don't know if I uh, yeah, caused arguments, and then they wouldn't pass to me during the game or something. But oh, really? I, I always believed that what I was doing was the right was thing, the right and thing. I, I'm pretty stubborn, really. That yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't believe if that someone else was doing that. You know, they didn't deserve it. <laughs> I deserved it. I worked harder. And so, did you have a lot of friends? I did. Like I always, I've always had very small groups of friends. Right. I'd never been one like at, at primary school. I remember being quite. Uh, like quite loud, yeah, and being because it was a very small anyway, yeah. So I was probably friends with everyone, and then you fall out and make friends just like you For do sure. when you're young or whatever, yeah, right. Um, but that I would always have one or two like really good friends, and yeah. then yeah, not so many outside yeah. that I really didn't care. And then right. as I got older, it was the same thing. I moved to actually when I moved to high school, yeah. I kind of went from because we went from this really small primary school to a pretty huge high school i thought it was like i think there was 180 people in my right. school year yeah so that was pretty yeah, that's huge really yeah. increase from 16 yeah, yeah yeah um i remember being really shy then and definitely for the first few years of high school yeah i wasn't 
consider or didn't consider myself, you know, one of the, the cool kids or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like I was still, um, actually when I started high school and I, we did football trials and I got through, I was straight into the, the first team cause I was good. Yeah. But because I wasn't really in, I was, I was really shy and I wasn't really in that sort of loud outgoing group of people that yeah. most of the football team, it just happens that they are. Yeah. Right. The first two years were actually quite hard then to to be accepted into that. They were, yes. you know, like, not really... I was completely outside of their friendship group and I was probably the only one yeah. that wasn't in that sort of... that same friend, football friendship group. Right. Um, I was probably the only one. I just sort of hung out with my other friends at, at, at weekend and we just... We weren't really interested in going out and drinking alcohol underage or, yeah, yeah. or doing things like that. We'd just sit play on our video games go out and play sports outside and really everyone was happy yeah so like they you know they would purposely in training maybe not you know pass me or not include me or things yeah, like that sure. and yeah i got i got that probably like the first two or three years how did that make you feel uh i guess at the time it, like it seems meaningless now at the time yeah um you're probably you're probably upset about it yeah. but i still i still wanted to i still wanted to play and i still like I, I remember, every year I, I would record. <laughs> I used to have like spreadsheets. Right. I would write down who had scored the most goals, so that I knew <laughs> at the end of each year that I was top goal scorer. Right. So I didn't really care that. So you just gave yourself the award. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't care that if I was, you know, that accepted into the friendship group or whatever. Yeah. Um. I just yeah, just I, I don't right. care. I still want to do it, and I'm still going to be the best at it. Like, I probably I probably wasn't the best footballer, but. And yeah. I was top goal scorer for all five years that I was there, so <laughs> I was really I was really happy with yeah. I put it on an Excel spreadsheet, so I was happy with that sort of reward. You started off winning the potato sack races. <laughs> you then progressed to be the self-appointed football captain. Yeah. What what was sort of what other sports were you involved in? Was it did you sort of go out and play everything, or, or was it seems from what you've said so far, football was like a big part of your life? What? Yeah. What, what what was sport to you? That was football was the the main one because yeah. that was the one that you could you could play the most. Right. I think I just wanted to play sports all the time, and that was the one that you could play. You could just play it the most. Right. Um, but then at, at, at high school, I played um, I played volleyball because it was there. Right. Played tennis, played cricket, uh, badminton. Just I just entered everything. I wanted to. The right. only one I didn't do was rugby. Right. At, at high school, and that was actually eventually the one that I, I went on to enjoy the most. So when did you start playing rugby then? Not until the World Cup 17, it'll be. Right. That's right, isn't it? 2007, 2013, two, England won, and then... No. Two, yeah, no. 2000 and... 2000, was it no, 2003, three, England Sorry, yeah, won. Yeah. So 2007 so was the 2007, next one. So yeah. 2007, yeah. 2017 is now. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2007, yeah. sorry. So that, that World Cup when I was 17 right. um, is when I started. Pl- I saw that and I just thought it was a really cool sport. i kind of fallen out with football by then. Right. Um, I just went through a phase where I think actually what when I was about 15 or 16, I went through a bit of a phase where I was really worried that I was too into sport and not, paying enough attention when i went to college yeah so after high school i actually got quite good grades and i was i was still paid like paid attention a lot at school and i I, I wanted to get good grades and and i came out with with good like you know a's and b's i was really happy with myself and 
still really into sports the whole time. Yeah. But when I went to college, I, obviously, you know, things change. Yeah. You're 17, 18, and you start getting distracted by other things. Yeah. Alcohol. Which we'll talk about. Yeah. You know, alcohol, girls. Yeah. You know, whatever. You get distracted, and yeah. it becomes more important to you. One of the biggest things, I think, when you go to college is that you no longer have to wear uniform. Right. And there's a lot of freedom. Yeah, it's a lot of it. pressure. Yeah. So then you, you've, you've got that summer to now decide, like, you know, what even clothes do I wear besides a school uniform and then my sports kit? Right. I actually remember, I think, looking and thinking, I don't have clothes to wear. Right. I've worn a school uniform for the last five years yeah. and then my sports kit and that's it. And that's it. Right. And it was a lot of pressure on the first day of thinking... Oh, you need to look good. There's going to be all these. There's going to be girls there, and there's going to be this and that. And so, what did you turn up in? I don't even know. Just a suit, jeans, <laughs> a suit, three piece jeans, suit. and just trying to be. I've I'm never been one to wear like flashy stuff or anything. Yeah, so I was yeah, pretty just yeah. trying to blend in, really. Yeah. Um, but at college, I I just I wasn't motivated to to learn. Right. And actually, I remember being really worried about what I needed to choose, like. How am I going to get a real job? Yeah. Like, from what I wanted to do was sport, but I ended up choosing finance, psychology, geography, or right. something like that. Things that I thought, oh, I can get a like a, a job out of it, and computing, because I was actually I was pretty good at like yeah. using, using a computer and stuff throughout school and whatever. Right. Like, I chose that, and I remember my mum telling me, like, you know, it, it, she asked, asked me, like, what I want to do, and I know that she was really confused why I wasn't doing sport, and she's she's at finance for her right. job, right? And I was like, you know, she's got a a, a normal job. I'm going to need a normal job. Like I can't get a job doing yeah. sport because I'm not going to be a professional footballer. Right? I knew by then that I wasn't going to be. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, that, I remember that, that being, especially the first year of college, being like really hard. Like just these subjects that I hated, and yeah. I didn't want to show up to class. I didn't want to go and. I got really bad grades right. in that first year, and I actually got told by one of them, the the finance, the accounting one, that you know I, I can't carry on with the second year. My grades just weren't good enough, and I actually hated that class. Yeah, for sure. I hated it, and I was what like, "What do you think it was? What What do you think? I mean, let, let's just dial back a little bit on that. Like when you were growing up, when you're sort of five, six, eight years old, yeah. what did you What did you want to be? Like professional, you footballer. just wanted to be a professional Everyone, footballer. Yeah. A lot of them, do, a lot of kids do, don't and they? And all the way till sort of four, something, fourteen, yeah. and then you sort of start to see that, I guess, fading away. Yeah, because you, you realise you that you're realize not actually that good, right? Right, and there's so many people that are, you know, that, that want to have that. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's just not that feasible unless yes. you are really, really, really good. Yeah, and you've been in sort of the academies and yes. You get spotted from a young age, and you can't yeah. just all of a sudden you know, get, get an England call up, can yeah. you? It, just, well, no, it, it happens happen. it, now. It happens when you're six or seven years old. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you kind of realise that, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to get a real job. Yeah, like it's so young. I think it's it's one thing I've always like. It's so young to make a decision about life on what you like. Yeah. Like, what do you like? I agree. I chose things that I'm never ever gonna study again. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's is just, that why you think? that that motivation sort of dwindle a little bit do you think people go through and it sounds like you went through it a little bit like you sort of go to college you're 17 and you've been asked to make decisions about what you're going to do but everything that you geared yourself up to doing yeah. was to become a professional sports player and now actually nothing else really matters because all you cared about was getting first there so you get the number 10 shirt wearing the captain's armband this and that yeah. and so you're almost in a bit of limbo of 
what you're going to do with your life. But as you get to that age, people asking you literally every day, yeah, what are you? Phil, gonna, what are you going to do? You need to choose. You, you need to choose up. four subjects yeah. when you're 17. Yeah, and then whatever subjects you choose, that's going to take you into university where you get to choose one subject. Yeah. And then you think that that's what your job is going to be. And you look back now and a lot of people don't have a job in what they got their degree in. A lot of people don't do a degree for the right reasons now. But when you're 17, that's what they're they're telling you. Yeah. And I I remember being, you know, I wasn't very happy about, you know, when I was at college, I was, you know, it's all great. And you, you just, a lot of the time you're distracted distracted by by things and yeah. with your friends and going out at weekends and, and all that but yeah it and then I, I wasn't actually playing any sports I, I didn't really want to play for some reason I didn't want to really play football anymore when yeah. I got to like 16 17 I, I was a bit I was a bit over it yeah. because if I wasn't going to be the best then what's the point yeah I, I didn't yeah. really I didn't really care yeah um so I, I didn't actually try out for the football teams at college yeah um so what what did you do, mate? You've mentioned it a couple of times. You started to get distracted. There was girls. There was alcohol. It sounds like there's a story there. Well, it's just like it just happens when you. I don't know if it just happens, but it it did to to me and all all my friends. It, yeah. You get to to seventeen, and a lot of them, a lot of people by that age have already tried, you know tried sneaking into town and things yeah. like that. But I was always yeah. pretty worried about doing that, and worried that I was get told off by my parents as well <laughs> yeah. if I did do it. But like when I was, you know, when I was as soon as I was eighteen. It's just, it's just what you do at weekends, and I look back and I feel like it might be a waste. But then I also I don't regret anything because yeah. I'm happy that you know three years of my life there from 18 to 21. Yeah, every single weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know sometimes all three of those days, at least one. Yeah, you'd be out at weekend drinking so much alcohol. Yeah, that you can't even remember <laughs> that you had a good night. Yeah, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, the amount that. I, you must have drink and everyone else does and the yeah. whole point of it yeah. is to be the most drunk <laughs> like it's just it's did, so you win, did you win that a few times oh, so many <laughs> just on the floor <laughs> yeah. and uh, I yeah, just show up at home 4 5 a.m. and disaster mum would let me in and just shake her head at me and then yeah she's fine she made me a bacon <laughs> butty the next day or something so it's all good so how, I just, how did it roll then through with your studies you're obviously enjoying life as you say yeah. as people do and you sort of roll into it and i think a certain bit of that mate as you rightly said there like you don't really regret it because it's kind of it's kind of an experience yeah, isn't it? i don't like, regret it because you know i know that i had a good time you, know, you had a good time when you're doing it and yeah. it's something that i don't ever want to do again i don't have the urge in my head to be like you know, I, I want to go out partying. I never did that when I was younger. Yeah. Things like that. I, I know what it, it was like to go out. Yeah. And, you know, drinking and just, I, I don't want to, don't want to do that again. I don't miss it. So that's why I'm, I'm so happy with my life that I've, I've got now. Yeah. Um, obviously then, so 2017 Rugby World Cup, Seven. I watched that and I'm, uh, 2007 yeah. Rugby World Cup. Yeah. I watched that and I'm like, this is a really cool sport. Yeah. I had some friends that were playing it that I just, I'd met at college. Right. Um, so I was like, sweet, I'll come down and play for your team. And then that was four years of my life then. I was just obsessed. Like when I start something, yeah. like you know as well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know my personality yeah. with CrossFit. Like yeah. when I start something, I'm, I'm just obsessed. Yeah. And I, I, I was never going to be the best at rugby, but I was, uh, I was, I was, I was good. Yeah. Um, and I liked being good and, um, I wanted to be the kicker. So right. I, you know, I, I just it was cool because you watched Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool being the kicker. So went out and, and bought like five or six 
rugby balls and I would just yeah. go to the pitch on my own, like when I was sort of 17, like, yeah. or, and then 18, just go on my own and just kick just for really? hours, just on my own, yeah. just trying to just kick the ball. I just, I just, I loved that I had something new to do. To f- and to focus on. Yeah, and that, that was, that was really good. So yeah, right. then, yeah, that almost knocks sort of the college work back as well a little bit. <laughs> I, just, I actually just didn't care at that point. Really? I, di- I didn't want. So to, how did you get through college? Yeah, I, well, the second year I took sport right as um as a, as, a, as an as level yeah and then i was actually really lucky that the university near where my house was yeah. opened up and they were brand new so they actually didn't accept people on grades they just accepted applicants right so i was really lucky that i could go because I, I had very good grades from high school and then yeah. i ended up with okay like c's yes um in the second year of college because i sort of focused a bit i was like you actually you want to go and get a degree so what, what, what was it mate because we spoke about that a little bit but what made you want to go and get a degree because you said it before yeah. rightly like some people they get a degree in something they don't know or they don't want and then it doesn't match up and so how can you decide because to go and get i a degree? still didn't know what i really wanted right I, but i knew that i didn't want i didn't want to do geography and i didn't want to do a, a computer. I definitely didn't want to do accounting. Yeah. But then the second year, I was like, right, you, you love sport, take sport, and yeah. see if you can be like a, a trainer. Right. So I took that in the second year, and I actually I enjoyed it. It yeah. was cool. I was like, right, do a deg- you know, If you're going to carry on, get more education. You're going to do your degree in that, and it was a yeah. uh, sport and leisure uh, management. So that's that's the. It's kind of now what you would say is, it's not that good a degree, I guess. But yeah. you know, it got me what I needed. Yeah. Right. Um. So that was. I was three years there. I, by that stage, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was cool. It was a good course. I, I didn't really enjoy at 19, <laughs> 20 doing the, the coursework and things like that yeah, because yeah, yeah. at that point then I was probably in the peak of, you know, when I wanted, you know, I just wanted to go out drinking with my friends after yeah. rugby was the whole, you were training throughout the whole week. Yeah. I started going to the gym pretty seriously like then. Like that was like what something I wanted to do every day because yeah. I wanted to be good. That was the first time. I was going to the gym because I wanted to be good at rugby. Right. Not just going. Yeah. I started going to the gym when I was about 14. Right. Just because... Everyone else was. ...to go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. And, but I probably spent most of the time like, just on the cross trainer or whatever, yeah. just doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when I played rugby, I wanted to be good at rugby. Right. So then I would find like training routines to, you know, power stuff and strength yes. stuff. And yes. I found out that I was actually I was actually pretty strong. Like I could squat a lot of weight. Yep. Um, and I, I was pretty powerful. Right. So I, you know, I really enjoyed... I was just gym and then rugby yeah. and then after rugby is you go out drinking yeah so on sunday you do absolutely nothing so it was a good life so you didn't really want to do yeah you know coursework but you know i, I got through the degree and got a you know, decent decent degree yeah um so and then when you left uni what did you do what was your what was your sort of job right well, yeah out so of uni i i started crossfit about a year before i finished university right which like without it's going to sound cheesy the way, but it just it's just the absolute best thing that could have happened to me. Right. Because even going through that degree, yeah. I was like, man, I, don't, I actually don't want to be a sports, just a sports trainer. From yeah. what I, yeah. The only thing I'd ever seen is at the gym that I was at, which was like a, a commercial gym. And yeah. most of the time you were just sat behind the desk. Yeah, you're a leisure center manager. Yeah. Which that, is that, the worst job yeah, not that, in the world, but yeah. That, w- that was 
all I, I thought that a sports trainer was. Right. I'd sit behind a desk and I'd done little bits of it and I was like, oh, this like actually sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm doing three years to learn how to do it. Like, what, what do I even need to learn? Yeah. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. read a men's health magazine and learned the same, same amount. <laughs> that you like, spent three years at uni doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I, I started, um, I started CrossFit about a year before I finished. Right. And I, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. But then when I, I finished uni, I, I couldn't get a job doing it. The gym that I was going to, they didn't, they didn't need a new full-time coach. Right. So my, up through uni as well, I've been doing this part-time job as well. Right. Which was actually at a, uh, a bearings company. So, you know, like right. ball bearings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's friends, I, it was very nice of them to give me a job just because I needed one. Yeah. And I, I actually was just helping the whole stock room yeah. needed to go on a website right so wow thousands thousands and oh, thousands man. of these <laughs> and i had to do a stock take on them it took me the whole summer yeah like eight weeks of doing this stock take counting yeah. because they hadn't been done in however long and yeah. they they wanted me to do the like put it all on and create um an image and a text wow. for each one and oh that i mean yeah, i'm very <laughs> grateful you like computers i'm very grateful that they gave me a job but yeah like a year into that and then they ended up they ended up politely asking me to to leave um <laughs> because got fired. because i didn't get fired <laughs> sort they of. gave me the option yeah and they said like what do you want i was like i don't want to do this yeah right like yeah i because they, they looked at my history on my computer right and he printed off a file like pretty thick yeah of uh just crossfit games and really yeah that's so that's you spent like, most of so you'd sort i would do i would do my work yeah i'd do my work for like 15 minutes then i get distracted i'm like oh i'll just go on crossfit.com and see yeah. uh, uh five minutes then i go yeah. back and do my work and right. that was my whole day right but like you know every five minutes every 15 yeah. is, is quite yeah, a lot of time quite a lot, <laughs> yeah. quite a lot of time just yeah. being obsessed and and wanting to to look at CrossFit stuff and yeah. look at workouts and type up workouts for myself because I was you know, supposed to be doing that at the start as well. And what were you thinking though, mate? What was going through your mind at that time? What, did you think actually I could get really good at this, or I want to get really good at this, or like the CrossFit Games had been going for a few years, so you'd obviously seen, yeah, you know, a year a into a year into it, I still didn't know that much about it, right? And I. I like I've said before, I started because I wanted to be good at rugby. That's why I started rugby, yeah. doing CrossFit. Yeah. So I was doing it for about six months. Right. And then I remember walking. I just, I was like, I really, really like this. And I don't want to play rugby anymore. I like it. I like CrossFit that much. Yeah. Which yeah. was quite weird because weird, it's just yeah. exercising. I hadn't done any competing yet in CrossFit. Yeah. Like I, and I really didn't know. I'd never even watched a competition. Only a few things on, on YouTube. Yeah. Like, I just loved it. Yeah. Like so much, I just wanted to be there every night. I didn't want to go to rugby training. I wanted to go to the gym instead. Yeah. So I, I just I went in, and one of the hardest things I had to do was just go in and tell the coach. I was like, I think I had a few injuries at rugby. Like, oh, I pulled my hamstring quite a lot. Right. So that was kind of, and I kind of tweaked it that session. I was like, oh, this is it, final straw. Right. And I used that as a bit of an excuse. Yeah. I was like, I, I hamstring again it's happened to me too much this season i'm going to go to the gym and and get strong and and do this yeah um and then i'll come back and play you know when i can yeah and i remember him i remember really clearly him saying to me like i'm worried that you're going to get really good at crossfit and you're never going to come back to the rugby team <laughs> and i said that's never going to happen i'm never going to be that good at it yeah because and i, I believe that 
Yeah. Because I'd seen Rich Frohn in that year. That was the first year he'd won, I think. Yeah. I remember watching the events, yeah. and they were way more than anything I could do at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked so impossible for me to get there. Yeah. But I really, I wanted to. So I don't know if I was lying to to him or myself that I wasn't going to come back, but I, th- I think I knew pretty much, because I went home and I said to my mum, I was like, mum, I quit rugby tonight. And she was, I remember, I remember telling her, yeah. and she was like, so shocked, because I, you know, as far as she knows, I was I was obsessed with rugby. Yeah, right. I was. Absolutely. I was like, "No, nah, I quit. I'm going to do CrossFit instead." <laughs> wow. So yeah, and so she was a bit shocked. And you know, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then you'll support me in that. And then from there, just the whole thing sort of snowball with CrossFit and the opportunities that came my way. I, w- I was just, I was really, really lucky how I got into it. And I yeah. think I've had a very good, and easy path to get. Yeah, yeah. So, some really good opportunities. I was very, very lucky. Yeah, for sure, mate. Talk, let, I mean, we've also spoken a lot of previous podcasts about you know you went to the CrossFit Games in 2015 and 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 how you got there and stuff. And I don't really want to go over that information. I want to speak a little bit more about sort of the characteristics of personality and the habits that you've developed from sort of where you were there that we just finished on of. You know, you were just going to go and get fit for rugby to get over these injuries. What are the real geeky things that you think you've done over the last, I mean, we're talking sort of five years to get you to the CrossFit Games, which for those that don't know, is it's the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. There is no higher. You wanted to be a professional football player. You, you, you went into a different sport, which you could argue was 10 times harder. Some will argue it was 10 times easier. The yeah. bottom line's the bottom line. You got to the CrossFit Games. You were, and we covered it in another podcast about your injury last year. You were very fit, but very unfortunate that you couldn't get it. And obviously, you're going back this year. But rather than sharing that particular journey that we've all heard, what are the key things and the learnings that you feel that you've picked up and can teach people that have helped you on this? Yeah. I mean, it's essentially been, we've known each other for four years. It's been sort of a five to six year journey. Can you pick yeah. out some really cool things, mate? That have that you know that you think obviously going to help others yeah. as well. It's, it's something that I I'm so so proud of myself for. And I'm not ashamed to. Some people you know like you know, I can't really say that's big headed, but like it, like you said, it, I, I said it then that when I was younger I wanted to be a professional in this professional yeah. in this sport, and then when I when I started CrossFit I was told on one of my very first sessions that one of the girl trainers was like, oh you should compete. I was right. like, what, do you, what do you mean compete? Mean, yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't even know that you could. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, don't be daft. And then <laughs> to to get to where to where to I got to, it said it's the yeah. highest you can yeah. get without actually you know winning. Yes. All you can do is place higher. Like yeah. I was so so proud of myself for doing that. So sure. um, I think the a lot a few things that happened along the way, and it, it, a lot of it was meeting people. Yeah. That really helped me. Um, yeah. When I first started, um, I really looked up to a guy called Steve Fawcett. Yeah. Who, at the time, he'd been doing it for about a year longer than me. Right. Um, and he was sort of, he'd just about established himself as the top contenders in the UK. Right. And uh, I trained with him a few times. And I was like, right, I, I want to uh, I wanna I wanna beat him. I want to beat him. <laughs> Hon- yeah, honestly. And since then... One of my biggest motivations has been trying to beat him, right. even though he's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, go to his wedding next year and, yeah. and all that, and um, go and train with him a lot. Yeah. Like to have someone like that 
that you were really sort of close to yeah. that was better than me the whole time. Yeah. So I, I ended up moving to his gym and I was there for a year right. before uh, he... You, you got me here, yeah. and he's still mad at you for doing that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but, okay. you know, yeah, I spent the whole year, sort of before that, just getting beat off yeah, him. Yeah. I, I, almost absolutely everything. There was a few things that I could beat oh. him at, which sort of made me happy. Yeah. And, but then it was always that I was getting getting sort of beat by him. Yeah. So one of the biggest motivations for me was uh, was trying to trying to beat him. And it got to the point this year, Yeah. one of the things I'm I'm most disappointed about yeah, is that this year I think that I finally got to a stage where I could beat him, right? But I didn't get to compete against him. Yeah, right. And then yeah. I think we've both got different plans yeah. for the future. That I don't know if I'll actually get to do a regionals competition against him again. So, so he's that, always beaten. Yeah, you? well, he's always been. Whenever <laughs> yes. we've competed against, he's been the best yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that this year that was probably the biggest disappointment from this year. That yeah. I didn't want to beat him because I don't like him. I wanted no. to prove to myself that all yeah. the hard work. You know, it's one of those my role models. Yeah, absolutely. In the sport, in his work ethic and everything. Yeah. That, that I could beat him. So yeah. that I think having it's so clear in my mind yeah. what I want. Yeah. Like every single day, I know exactly what I want. I don't really go through. You know, you have some some good and some bad days, but yeah, for sure. probably for the last two years, I've been extremely clear in my head in what I actually want to achieve. Right. And that's, you know, to, to be the best UK guy and to go to the games and be, you know, almost for a few selfish reasons just to be known as, as the best one. For sure, yeah. Because it's not like I came into it and was already the best. Like, yes. I actually had uh, the worst mobility you've ever, ever seen in your life when <laughs> I first started. Yeah. I hadn't done half the exercises and I found it really hard. Yeah. And I think I've, I've trained really hard. Yes. Um for the last four definitely for the last two or three years but yeah. you know for the last four years i started off just the same as anyone else i started off doing classes yeah so, you yeah. know those people that come in and they want to start with competitors programs and this and that on the first day like yeah. you know i did classes for about a year right and then i moved to i moved to to wigan jst and they taught me a lot like him steve and john mm. developed me massively because they they taught me how to how to do all the stuff really well, and yeah. I, I developed a lot by trying to beat them. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved here, yeah. then you know, obviously without embarrassing you, but then you being like a, a huge influence yeah. in, I'd never really experienced the mentality that you had before. Yeah. In that, like no matter what workout, I remember t- asking Tane to Holly when we first came because I, I I was coming in, I was like I'm better than Marcus I know I'm, I know I'm better than Marcus but yeah. did I actually believe it because yeah. every workout we did against each other for the two months yeah. you had this mentality that even if it was something that I was better than you at yeah. you believed that you were going to beat me yeah, right. and you would your whole persona the way that you you know you, you moved around and yeah. it was that you were the best person in the room yeah. and it would almost intimidate me yeah, right. and I remember saying to Holly a few months in after you just beat me by maybe two minutes yeah. a thruster and rowing workout yeah. which you know now I would win the region that workout yeah. maybe even win at regionals yeah. you beat me up by two minutes yeah. Yeah. and it was this sort of this self doubt that I used to have yeah. would always creep in yeah. before workouts because yeah. um, you know it was important to me and, but then like, why is Marcus not even worried about this workout? Like, I'm going to beat him in it. Yeah. And then I wouldn't beat you. And then I would absolutely do my head in myself about why I wasn't 
you know, why I wasn't beating you. Yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't until sort of the Asia regionals, you were in the backstage of me quite a lot. Yeah. Um, like coaching me through that. Yeah. And always trying to tell me to stop looking at other people because yeah. I was just obsessed the whole time yeah. with what everyone else was doing. And you would yeah. constantly tell me, like, I don't want to swear, but, you know, yeah. F them. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're better than all of them. Yeah. And whether I was or wasn't at the time, yeah. maybe I was, maybe I wasn't at some things. Yeah. You would tell me that before every event yeah. and to try and get that sort of attitude across. Yeah. And I kind of did on some of the events. Some of the events I absolutely smashed. As soon as yeah, I got absolutely. into the lead, yeah. I would dominate. Yeah. But yeah. then on the very last event, the one that was most important to get me to the games, yeah. I was a little bit behind yeah. and I stood with the bar on the back of my neck and I've watched that a few times of just yeah, like, you know, why like didn't I put the bar over my head and do some overhead squats? Yeah. yeah. Which I would now. Yeah. But yeah. still then, just not... You talk about that... Everyone asks you all the time about mental strength. Yeah. And it, you always say to them, and it's what you've said to me, it's something that you you do. Yeah. You can't really learn it without without doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe now, since, since then... Yeah. I sort of developed that ability to... I'm just confident. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I, but this is something that I'm really good at. Yeah. I don't care who moves to this region this year. I don't yeah. care who I'm against at regionals. I didn't care to say out loud that I thought I could win regionals this year. Yeah. Even though the person I was against was Bjorgvin, who came third in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care. I'll say to anyone that I think I could have won regionals this year. Yeah, absolutely. Because physically, we're all pretty much... Very like some of us We're very similar. Yeah. Some of us are a little bit better than the others. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of people absolutely break down at competition yeah. because mentally they don't know how to deal with a little bit of defeat and they also don't know how to deal with being successful. Yes. Looking around and being in the lead in a workout and, yeah. and then flicking the switch and absolutely destroying everyone else. Yeah. yeah. They'll think, why am I in the lead in this workout? Yeah. I'm going too fast. I'll slow down, <laughs> slow down. and let people overtake you. Yeah. And it yeah. sounds stupid, but it, you know, I yeah. sat and watched regionals this year for the first time in four years. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, some people I was so disappointed in. I was Why like, are you doing that? Yeah. Like yeah. physically, yeah. they're good enough to be top five and they're finishing after 30th because yeah. you can just see them sort of breaking down mentally. Yeah. 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 So I think, I, yeah, I believe that developing that self-confidence and, you know, the, the ability to just not really care about what other people yeah. are doing and only focus on yourself, really yeah. be confident in yourself yeah. is yeah, absolutely huge when things. it comes to CrossFit. And that's I think that's how I got to the games. Do and you how think it's not CrossFit, mate? Do you think that's not just life? Yeah. Do you think... Yeah, it's, it's very applicable to, it's applicable to life. I'm better at applying it to CrossFit than I yeah. am, I think, to... But do you also think that through sort of, let's say, you're maturing in CrossFit and competing as an athlete other things have got easier for you in life because you've been able to sort of make this almost holistic yeah. approach to things? I think I'm a more confident person yeah. in general yeah. since I think having that thing that I'm really good at at CrossFit. Yeah. Um, if you put me outside the CrossFit gym in a, in a new social situation, I think I'd still struggle to... Yeah. to, to to talk you know, about anything but CrossFit. Yeah. Like, you no, know, to, to be the way that I am here, like, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm very confident. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like to think that, you know, I, I'm a good person to be around and, yeah, I, you, right. know, I, you know, people call me grumpy, which is whatever. Which it's funny. It's true, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very happy, with, you know, happy with my yeah, life and yeah, I'm a happy sure. person. And, um, but I think if you put me in that different situation, I, I would still struggle again. I, yeah. I'm quite, quite shy, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so having that thing that I'm good at, 
has really helped me. If I'm in that environment, yeah. I'm, I'm very confident. I'm very, yeah. yeah. Mate, before we wrap up, a few questions that are not really related to, 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 to CrossFit or the fitness journey. Looking into the future a little bit, what, what's your ideal retirement? When it's all done, when you can't sort of compete anymore, when there's, you know, I'm not saying that age is any barrier to anything. No. I'd love to see you win the CrossFit Games at seven, for 70-year-olds. But, you know, when retirement comes around, where will it be? I think retirement in a few different senses, I yeah. guess, is like um, my retirement from competitive CrossFit. Yeah. If I go back to the CrossFit Games as an individual, yeah. then I'll be very satisfied. Right. And I'll be happy to, to move on. It, it's really important to me to, to not be a one-time games athlete. Yes. I really yes. don't want to be that. I, I, I believe that I could have gone back this year. Yes. And done well. Yeah. Um, so that's really important to me to get that. Yeah. Because there's so many that, and this is, again, a selfish reason. There's so many people that have been to the games once and you don't even remember the name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and it, it's, it's just important to me. I want to feel like I've been successful in it. Yeah, for And then sure. after that, I'd love to, uh, sort of the biggest goal in my life, like after that, is to uh, to win as a team. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that we have the ability to do that, and everything I have will then go into being obsessed with doing that. <laughs> and no. uh, yeah, that'll be the new obsession. Yeah. And then you know, if I manage to go as a team and we do well, yeah, I think I'll be pretty happy with competing. I think by the time yeah. I get to thirty, yeah, for some reason I don't see myself wanting to be. I don't want to be a Masters com- CrossFit Games athlete at the moment. Right. Maybe that'll change, but I'm pretty happy in my 30s to, to just absolutely focus on it 100%. And yeah. then anyone that knows me knows that I'm kind of, I like kids. Yeah. Like, I'm really happy when I'm 30 years old to have done all my competing. Yeah. You know, I get married and, yeah. and have two or, two or three kids would be absolutely awesome. And just maybe start some ultra events. Ultras, no. <laughs> no? I, I, With running, we'll start. I'm not running. <laughs> the cycling stuff seems all right, but not the running. But yeah, I, when I get, I get to 30, then... I think I'm going to be pretty happy with that just to, to let... I still want to do some compet. I'll need something. Yes. I'm never saying that because I know myself that I'll need something to Absolutely. to keep that focus yeah. and to compete in something. But I don't even know that it'll be in CrossFit. It's just yeah. something... Ultras. Fun beach Ultras. tennis, beach tennis. You know, there's the stuff yeah. with pedal tennis. Yeah, like yeah. even that, I would yeah. be obsessed with. Just, need just to get yeah, yeah just again. playing stuff like that. And <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to retire. Maybe it's looking like Sweden at the moment. I think Jeez. it's more likely they'll be in Sweden <laughs> than the UK. Yeah, not sorry, mu- not much. Sorry, mum. <laughs> sorry, mum. Because that's <laughs> shit, I already had to tell her that I'm going to to Sweden for Christmas this oh, year and not the UK. So oh, we'll see. if I tell her that I'm retiring there, then she'll be she'll be very upset. <laughs> but yeah, I I just be happy to to be a coach and I'd, yeah. you know, I'd like to run I'd like to run an inner fight gym yeah, absolutely. somewhere like yeah. I, I think that's a, an opportunity that we've talked about yeah, before and sure. I'd absolutely I'd love that I don't yeah. have I don't have a dream of you know it has to be my absolute own gym and yeah. it has to be this has to be that that yeah. I'm very happy with where I am and yeah. I'd like to to run an inner fight gym somewhere whether it's here or the UK or Sweden or whatever oh, nice. and wherever it takes me but I don't think I'm I don't see myself leaving Everyone comes here and says, I'll be here for a year or two, and I don't see myself leaving Dubai anytime. Wait, before we, because we haven't really spoken about that, and we don't have too much time left, but when you, because a lot of people obviously that listen know you through here. When you first were on the plane over, you came over in Feb, end of Jan, Feb of 2014? 14, yeah. Yeah. 
what was going through your mind? Was it, right, we'll stay a year? Because you, you like to, you're very much like me, you like to know what's happening. You like to yeah. try and control the variables and, and, and sort of control what, yeah. what happens. What was going through your mind then? It was, it was really big for me because I, I just never imagined myself moving away. Yeah. I didn't know those opportunities were available, yeah. for one. Yeah. But, you know... I, I I barely even heard of Dubai, <laughs> yeah. you know. It just it, it just isn't. It was just the Middle East. Yeah, of course. I like, didn't really know, yeah. and you know, I like I like I said, I'd, in Barrafford, really small. My school was five minutes walk away. Yeah, my high school was twenty minutes drive. My university was closer than my high school. Yeah, like yeah. everything was always really close. I played for local football team, local rugby team. Yeah. So like f- for me, it was it was huge. And when I I remember telling my mom, and she, she didn't believe me almost for three months. I think she was like. So you're actually going, and really? then I was like, really? and then I would tell her again, like, oh yeah, Marcus told me that I'm a, I need to look at tickets, and then she was like, again, what do you mean look at tickets? <laughs> like just didn't, I don't know if she actually believed that I was yeah, going to go, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it was it was it was weird. It, it, it felt weird being when I landed in Dubai Airport, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is real, is weird. And then, <laughs> but then yeah, I've, I've I've never looked back since yeah, then, and you know yeah, I'm yeah. Like, super happy with what. You know where I am now, and I yeah. just can't see uh, people. Like I said, people say they're going to be here for a year or two, and I, I knew that we we sort of signed a three-year contract. Yeah. So I, and I, I think <laughs> my mum keeps asking about that as well. Oh, really? Just like, oh, so is he going to give you a new contract? I'm like, did you tell her you just <laughs> renewed your visa? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think so, mum. I uh, hope he is. Yeah, so like, oh, so you're staying longer than three years? Uh, like, yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to stay longer than I'll three years. Yeah, I don't see any reason. Any reason to move anytime soon, <laughs> mate? One last question before before we wrap it up. If today was your last day. What would you do with it? Ugh. CrossFit? Yeah, well, I mean, you'd be lying <laughs> if you said that you wouldn't start. That so if you're going to do all the things you love, then you're going to. I'm going to. I probably do yeah. some. You do some CrossFit. Yeah, and then. I'm I'm not really any anything fancy. I go yeah. to the beach with with Mia, yeah. relax for the afternoon, go and eat some really nice food, and, and that's get it. an early bed probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's an awesome note to finish on. Yeah. Some super inspirational stuff there, and and a great message that I think if you want something and you really decide that you want something, just get obsessed and just work for it every single day. Yeah. I think if if we could wrap up your message, that that really is it. it. I think there's a lot of strong stuff that people. People will. I don't know who's win. I don't know who won. I don't know which coach's <laughs> one is the best. I've got my own opinions, but mate, absolutely, really inspirational. I think for a lot of people, and let's see how this year goes. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot for tuning in to this episode of the podcast, folks. And I do hope you've enjoyed it. And of course, a massive thanks to Phil for sharing his life story almost until this date, and of course so many cool learnings there i think the biggest thing as i said is that if you want something go and get it work hard for every single day and he's proved that that brings success as he was there 2015 crossfit games and hopefully we'll see him back there in 2017 as well after his little bit of bad luck there in 2016 with a broken hand of course he's in a load of other podcasts as well if you want to listen to him and his journey of the crossfit games you can go and check out all the old podcasts. If you have any questions, want to get on the show, want to talk to us about the show, please just drop us an email, winning at innerfight.com. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. And also, if you do listen regularly and you like our podcast, please hop over to iTunes, 
give it a rating, give it a review, do something over there. We'd really appreciate that. Massive shout out to our show sponsors, Kareem. Of course, download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use the promo code INNERFIGHT for up to 100 dirhams off your first ride with those guys. And if you're coming to the gym, use the promo code INNER. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code FIGHT and you will get 10% off your ride with them. Until next time, folks, take care.